The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan on News Talk. Now, you might have seen this story. So, Conor McGregor, all of you will know Conor McGregor, uh, the uh, mixed martial arts uh, fighter and sometimes boxer. He has plans to build hundreds of built-to-rent apartments in South Dublin City. But he has run into difficulties. Why? Because of Japanese knotweed. Dublin City Council uh, loading a- an awful lot of planning requirements onto him and his company after the invasive species was found growing on a spot along the Grand Canal in Trimla where he is planning to redevelop it. But what is it? Where does it come from? How does it get here? Why so invasive? What's to worry about? Dr Colin Kelleher is with me. He's keeper of the herbarium at the National Botanic Gardens. Colin, did I butcher that? No, absolutely perfect. That's, okay, that's me, yeah. the, the herbarium. Yeah. So Japanese, not. Herbarium. I assume that the clue is in the name. It's where it comes from. Uh, how did exactly, it get here? Exactly. Uh, so, uh, as you say, yeah, it is uh, from from Japan and, um, and, and China and Taiwan. And uh, basically, <clears throat> it was brought here sort of in the early, uh, early 1800s, really. Uh, this would be when people would have been prospecting from from Europe and going basically out out east and west to um, to to basically look for potential plants or potential resources. And the person who brought this back is um, uh, Sibold. He was a, a German sort of well physician, but he as a sideline he was sort of interested in plants and animals. And so he was posted in Japan as a physician. And he brought this back and thought this would be a great idea. And so uh, th- this has happened with, with uh, other invasive species where they're, they're brought back and they have no real... So, th- so the issue would be they have no real um, uh, sort of balancing acts. You know, it, it doesn't have any herbivores or any diseases really native to here that, that would attack it. So it's left unchecked. And, and basically it just sort of takes off, essentially. So we have this at the moment with the false widow spider. We were talking about it. It's it's yeah. a version of that. Yeah. So the false widow spider yeah. comes here and it can beat up all the local spiders and there's nothing to beat it up. Japanese yeah. knotweed is the, the botanical version, is it? Essentially, yeah. But it, there's sort of two issues with uh, the Japanese knotweed. The one is like what you're saying about it. Is it doesn't quite eat up anything. Uh, but what it does is it takes over the space or the niche of other species. So you'll see it a lot on sort of riparian or along, along waterways or, or ditches. So it would take over nice sort of diverse uh, habitat and just form this monoculture, essentially, sort of a big swathe of this uh, Japanese knotweed. Um, and so it just outcompetes our native uh, flora. But the other issue, and, and probably in relation to what you're, you're talking about uh, in development, is that it, uh, it's very invasive in that it'll, it'll sort of pop up uh, on a tiny little fragment. So you, you have a little fragment of the root left in the soil, and that will uh, explode and just sort of, pop, not literally explode, it'll, uh, it'll grow mm. and then expand out, and the population will just become huge. And so, so that, that's the, the sort of development issue. But, but essentially, uh, the reason it would be controlled is uh, because of biodiversity, to, to, to limit its impact on biodiversity. And why then does it seem that there's much uh, clearer attempts to control Japanese knotweed than there might be other invasive species? You know, I mean, you go down to 
Killarney National Park and it's covered in rhododendron uh, uh, and that's a real yeah. bugbear of people uh, down there understandably yet there's no signs up telling you you know not to touch it don't spread it don't bring it home Japanese knotweeds when it's found the local authority will be out they'll be taping up the area there'll be lots of warnings well, well that's exactly it because if you go and try and cut it and, and mess with it, you, you could potentially spread it quite easily. Whereas if you go to the likes of rhododendron, indeed it is, it's a total plague, uh, rhododendron, and it's, take, it's, it's doing the same. It's taking over uh, natural habitat and sort of out-competing species. But it, it wouldn't be the same in the sense that it won't, uh, if you try and cut that down, it's not going to then start suckering off into into multiple populate or multiple plants. Okay. Whereas the Japanese knotweed does that, so so that's why it has to be really controlled. So exactly what you're saying, those um, where you see those notices, the local authorities are really sort of uh, warning people: just don't touch this. We're we sort of are trying to control it uh, through um, you know proper sort of um, control mechanisms. So there's various ones, but. The, the main thing is, yeah, not to sort of mess around with it because you could potentially well, spread it. What, what are those control mechanisms? How do people well, get rid the, of it? The, there's a couple of different ways you can basically go hardcore and just sort of knock it with herbicide, but obviously there's environmental impacts on that as well. And, and you would have to go back multiple times to, uh, to treat it. Uh, then there's a more... Um, uh, m- uh, a more intensive would be to actually scoop up the, the surrounding soil and treat that. And, and generally, I, th- I would have thought for, again, in, in the context that I think you're talking about, it would be the case that if there was soil been taken from someplace where there's Japanese knotweed, that needs to be treated. It can't just be sent up the road for someone's garden and away you go mm. and uh, basically then you're spreading it. But there's actually... Um, Another approach that has been tri- has been trialed in Amsterdam and it's been trialed in Wales, which is biocontrol. So basically, I, I was saying that they don't have um, any controls here in, yeah. in Ireland. So then they're talking about bringing in these things called um, plant lice. Essentially, they're, uh, um, uh, they'll they will specialise on eating only this mm. uh, this plant. Oh God, I mean, that strikes me as that the law of unintended consequences, like the people you know, bringing, bringing in the cats to eat the rats and then they kill all the dodos. Exactly, it's like those frogs in Australia. Yes. Toads. Yeah, so, so, I mean, we haven't done it here yet, um, but it has been trialled and the, 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 there, are, there have been studies done as well though to, to test to see would these lice jump to other species and they tend to, uh, tend not to because they're quite species specific, and we don't we don't have uh, the the closest relative to Japanese knotweed we'd have would be something like red shank or or docks. Yeah. Uh, so they're they're not really close, but close enough. So so there would be a potential risk, but that would be you know it wouldn't be a case where they'd just be the, these lights okay. would just let off. You'd have to do uh, control experiments and well, make sure we, that they're... We couldn't live in a world without dock leaves. What would people do when they get a nettle sting? Kids up and down the country. Colin, a pleasure as always and thanks a million for joining us. Dr. Colin Kelleher is Keeper of the Herbarium at the National Botanic Garden. The Hard Shoulder with Kieran Cuddy with Nissan. Weekdays from four on News Talk.